You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very good Thursday morning to you. Steven Strom here, Marlins Rewind. I'm at a loss for words right now. The Marlins beat the Cardinals last night 10-9. Unbelievable game. Again, at a loss for words. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, I don't know what it is about these 2023 Miami Marlins. If they're carrying a uh, lucky horseshoe around wherever they go or whatever the case might be, but in dramatic and improbable come-from-behind fashion, the Miami Marlins tonight win their 24th comeback victory of the season, their 21st one-run victory, and they have secured their fifth walk-off win of 2023. Oh, but wait, the story gets a lot better. It was on an error by Jordan Hicks, the closer for the Cardinals, in the bottom of the ninth inning that allowed Garrett Hampson to score from second and Yuli Gurriel from first base on an E1, and the Miami Marlins beat the St. Louis Cardinals by a final score of 10-9 to here tonight. And as quickly as the Marlins fell back to 11 over 500 in Atlanta last weekend, the Marlins are back to 14 games over 500 with this dramatic and improbable walk-off victory here tonight. This is the 10th inning show. I'm Kyle Seeloff. That is Jeff Nelson. Nelly, I, I mean, we could sit here for two hours and break down the X's and O's of this ball game and all the little intricacies and people that played really good plays. But, you know, really big picture. I mean, the, the, these guys don't give up, and they seem to get rewarded for it in some capacity every night. Right, and they have some smart players out there and smart base running. You know, I'm going to point out the three keys in this game. One, you go back to the fourth inning with Myers and Arenado, that catch. Yep up against the wall. That saves an extended inning and also some runs. Then you go into the third inning for the Marlins and the big home run by Stallings, right. his first of the year. And then you take this bottom of the ninth, the heads-up base running from Hampson, and that's not Jody Reed telling him to go. I think that was a great read by Hampson. As soon as Jordan Hicks feels that little comebacker from Wendell, does not even pay attention to Hampson whatsoever. He turns his back, and he actually crow hops, and you have to give it to Wendell as well as far as busting it down the first baseline and basically making Hicks throw the ball, and he airmails it down the right field line. Now, if Hicks, I mean, if Wendell doesn't run hard and jogs, maybe that's an out at first, and he doesn't airmail it over Goldschmidt's head. But Hampson, as soon as he saw that Hicks had no idea what Hampson was doing, turned his back to him, he starts running home. He was going to score easily. No matter if you got Wendell out at first no. anyway, there's no way Goldschmidt was going to be able to throw that ball down to home and get Hampson at, at home plate. It was going to be a tie score. Do you think Hicks might have heard somebody yell, runner, home, something? I mean, the, the, the throw was two stories above Goldschmidt. I mean, he just panicked. Right, and after the home run, the two-run homer by Walker, most of the crowd had left. So, you know, you had to have heard something, whether Contreras is yelling home or, you know, it's an easy ground ball. This is something that you work on in spring training nonstop. This is pitcher's fielding practice. And you airmail it right down the right field, right field line. And, you know, you have the outfielders. You, you know, you had Carlson in right. You had Gorman in the second baseman. Nobody was getting the ball. I mean, who – the slowest runner on the team could have scored from first, but you had Goriel there, and, you know, it was just when you thought you saw everything, and you see this. 
I don't know how you put it into words. You know, it's like Walker hits the dramatic 3-2 payoff pitch. Two out, two run, go ahead, homer in the top of the ninth. And the air is completely right. out of everybody's sail. You're going to, you got to be kidding me. Right. You're kidding me. You know, De La Cruz draws the walk. He had never faced Hicks before. Cooper strikes out swinging. Guriel just caresses one through the right side past the dive of Gorman and you know they you know what it is too and they to me they seem to have the attitude of their manager skip and he's just like this hard-nosed grinder and he kind of played that way the Marlins don't let anything go unnoticed like no stone is ever unturned they're they're always engaged in the game I guess is what I'm trying to say you know even when you're down to your last gasp of air that they're just engaged and they find ways to come back and win well I mean you have Hampson pinch running for De La Cruz and what a heads up base running play you wanted a faster runner in there just in case something got to the outfield that he can score from second you know gets hit by the pitch back to the pitcher and he scores from second and then you had Segura who got thrown out this would have been Segura's turn at the plate I mean who knows what would have happened with that one but Wendell after looking really poorly on some fastballs down in the zone gets another one that he's able just to get a little piece of to hit back to Hicks and he busts it down the line you know it was not one of those hey you know he's got me I'm going to jog down the line and save it he runs as hard as he can and he forces that throw he forces that wild throw and Hicks doesn't even look at at the Hampson going around third. It was a tie score no matter what, and then he airmails it. So great great heads up. Great, great heads up base running. Great heads up play by the Marlins tonight. You had some oh. pitching troubles. Uh, you know, you had Hoeing. You had Soriano. You can throw Puck in there. You had some nice jobs by Okert and Scott. But it was one of those nights that you knew it was going to be a high score because both sides could not find a strike zone in the beginning. And, you know, great back and forth, but I think even more important, the, the, the heads-up base running, the heads-up play by the Marlins just continues to do it for them. And this isn't the first time. They've done it all year. Unbelievable. It's uh, just incredible to watch these guys play every day. And the Marlins collect their 51st victory of the season in their 88th game. I mean, Nelly, they're putting themselves in a position now where – you talk about 51 wins. You, you you might be 34, 35 wins away in the final two months of the season. I, I really do believe, especially coming out of the All-Star break, you can legitimately start talking about a team that has a really great opportunity of playing in October. They're, they're giving themselves that opportunity, and they're, they're having a lot of fun out there winning games. And, you know, it shows the accountability, the way they hustle on the field. They have each other's back, which is more importantly, they play as a team. You don't have any individuals out there. You don't have any egos. That's one of those, hey, check it at the door before you come into this locker room. But yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun rest of the summer after the All-Star break. The schedule definitely gets tougher, but that doesn't bother them. You know, that's like, bring it on. You know, they'll, they'll take any challenge and who knows what's going to happen at the end and who knows what's going to happen in the month of July as far as if they add or if they do anything at the trade deadline. You ready for this one, Nelly, before you're on your way out the door? They go hit RBI for Wendell. So they wound up giving him a hit? A hit and an RBI in the How winning you, run scores. Okay, I, I love the heads-up base running. It's so impossible. they reversed it. How do you give a hit up to someone that hits the ball back to the pitcher? <laughs> I don't know. They go two runs, wow. two hits, one error, and then the one man left on base. So that means... These are big league players, right? I know. Aren't you supposed to make this is a comebacker to the pitcher and you're giving him a hit? That's you want to give him RBI? I mean, okay. 
That's a little ridiculous. But this, yeah. this is okay. nah. All right, Nelly. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow night, bud. All right, Kyle. All right, that's Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Wow, what a ball game here at Lone Depot Park tonight. Let's uh, take a listen to all the highlights from the ball game this evening. Matthew Liberator was going opposite of Brian Hoeing in this ball game tonight. And the Marlins unloaded on Liberator in the first. A rise led off the bottom of the first with a double. Jorge Soler singled. And Dale the Cruz got the party started for the fish in the first this evening. Close to the outfield grass. 0-2 pitch, ground ball hit through the left side. It's a base hit for Brian De La Cruz. Scoring is Luis Arise. The Marlins lead 1-0 here in the first. So De La Cruz made it 1-0, and then the next man to bat was Garrett Cooper. The next offering is cracked fair over the ball at third down the left field line. Past the dive of Arenado. So Lair's going to score right behind him, De La Cruz. He's going to score. It's 3-0 Miami here in the bottom of the first. And after a walk to Yuli Gurriel and a fly ball off the bat of Gene Segura, Dane Myers making his first start in the big leagues tonight came through in the clutch for Miami. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Myers swings. Fly drive center field. A base knock for Dane Myers. It's 4-0 Miami. Moving from first to second is Yuli Gurriel. Welcome to the big leagues, Dane Myers. And that was the end of the night for Matthew Liberator. He went one-third of an inning. He allowed four runs on five hits, one walk, and no strikeouts. Let's see. Uh, Hudson took over for the Cardinals. That was Dakota Hudson. And he got Stallings to bounce back to him and then John Birdie to fly out. Marlon sent nine to the plate in the first inning. They scored four runs on five hits. It was 4 nothing after one, and the Marlins would get another run in the bottom of the second inning. The bases were loaded. There were two outs, and Gene Segura was at the plate. Payoff pitches. High ball for he walked him. Dakota Hudson walks in a run with the bases loaded and two outs here in the bottom of the second inning. It's Miami 5 now and St. Louis nothing. So the Marlins had a 5-0 lead after two innings here at Lone Depot Park tonight, and that sent Brian Hoeing into the top of the third with a 5-0 cushion. First man, Brendan Donovan, singled. Paul Goldschmidt wrapped into a fielder's choice. He was at first. After Lars Newtbar walked, there were two aboard and one out for Nolan Arenado. Marlins took care of the Diamondbacks this season. They have yet to see the Rays or the Rangers. Here's a line drive hit towards the gap in right center field. This is extra bases for Arenado, and two runs are going to score. Newtbar can fly. Goldschmidt scores easily. And now this is a 5-2 game in favor of the Marlins here in the third inning. Wow. And following Nolan Arenado in the third was Wilson Contreras. The 2-2 pitch is a ground ball hit fair over the bag at third, rolling down the left field line for Wilson Contreras. Arenado will score easily. The Cardinals have scored three runs here in the top of the third inning, and now the Marlins' lead is down to two. It's 5-3. to three. So it was a 5-3 game at that juncture, but the third was far from over. The next man to bat was Nolan Gorman. Now the first offering is swung on hit in the air center field. It's hit pretty deep. Dane Myers is going back. He's out of the warning track at the wall, and it's gone. The St. Louis Cardinals have tied this ball game here in the top of the third inning. So 5-5 after two and a half, but that did not last long. Leading off the bottom of the third inning for the Marlins tonight, facing Dakota Hudson was Jacob Stallings. Brian Hoeing just coughed up five runs on four hits in the top of the third. Here's a swing and a high fly ball hit deep left field off the bat of Jacob Stallings. Back to the wall, Walker. He's done it for the first time this season. As soon as the Cardinals tot, J. 
Jacob Stallings unloads on one. It's 6-5 Miami. So it was 6-5 after three, but that one run advantage would not last particularly long. George Soriano came into the ballgame for the uh, Miami Marlins in the top of the fourth inning. The leadoff man, Dylan Carlson, walked. Brendan Donovan singled. And there were a couple of runners on base for Paul Goldschmidt. And the pitch is a ground ball double play out to short. This is going to tie the ball game. Birdie to a rise to Gurriel. No RBI for Paul Goldschmidt, but scoring from third base is Dylan Carlson. And this is now a 6-6 game here in the fourth. So things would calm down after that momentarily. The Marlins came up empty in the fourth. Neither side would score in the fifth. And the Cardinals were kept off the scoreboard in the top of the sixth inning thanks to a perfect top of the sixth from Stephen Oker. Bottom of the sixth inning, Luis Arise grounded out to the pitcher, Stephen Matz. And then after Jorge Soler walked, Brian De La Cruz had an opportunity to give the Marlins the lead. You might want to think about leaving Matz out there if he continues to do well. 1-1 pitch is a rocket down the left field line. A base knock for Brian De La Cruz. It's going to chase Walker into the corner. Jorge Soler is going to try to score. Here comes a throw in towards the plate. Not in time. It's an RBI double for Brian De La Cruz. It's his third hit of the night. The Marlins have a 7-6 lead. Ooh, Soler was flying. And then to provide a little more cushion in the sixth, and after a pitching change brought Chris Stratton into the ballgame, he was fortunate enough to face Garrett Cooper. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Ground ball hit through the right side. A base hit for Coop. That's going to play it another. De La Cruz is flying. Garrett Cooper, his third run batted into the night. It's 8-6 Miami. So 8-6 after six. In the seventh inning, facing Waskar Brazoban, Nolan Arenado, collected his third double in his fourth trip to the plate, and that brought Wilson Contreras to the plate. 0-1 is shot into right field. It's a base knock. Into the gap goes Soler to get the baseball. Arenado's going to score, and now it's 8-7. And so it would go. I mean, we just went back and forth all night long. Marlins came up empty in the seventh inning. Tanner Scott worked around some trouble in the eighth and let's see here. I want to make sure I have one thing correct. Giovanni Gallegos, I wrote John Birdie. I said he's not pitching for the Cardinals. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos came on for the eighth inning. He tossed a perfect bottom of the eighth inning for St. Louis. And this ball game would go to the ninth. The Marlins had themselves an 8-7 to seven lead. A.J. Puck came into the ball game looking to put the finishing touches on his 15th save of the season. Nolan Arenado struck out swinging for out number one. Wilson Contreras beat out a ground ball the first on a check swing. It was an infield single, and he was at first base with one out in the top of the ninth inning. Luke and Baker pinch hit for Nolan Gorman. He struck out swinging. That brought Jordan Walker to the plate, and so it would go. And after a series of events, Jordan Walker was facing a 3-2 and two count in the top of the ninth inning with two outs, and Wilson Contreras was at first. Contreras is still going to be held on. He can get a head start. There he goes in the pitch. Swung on, hit high in deep left field. Forget about it. Jordan Walker has given the Cardinals a one-run lead here at the top of the ninth inning with a two-run home run on a payoff pitch. It's 9-8 to eight St. Louis. That was uh, what felt like a crippling blow 
for the Marlins in the ninth inning. Cardinals down to their final strike. They take a 9-8 lead. Jordan Hicks came into the ballgame for the St. Louis Cardinals in the bottom of the ninth. The Miami Marlins were sending De La Cruz, Cooper, and Gurriel to the plate. The first man, Brian De La Cruz, facing Jordan Hicks for the first time in his career, walked. Garrett Cooper struck out swinging. Yuli Gurriel guided a single to the opposite field through the right side, past a diving second baseman, second baseman, excuse me, Nolan Gorman. The Miami Marlins had runners at first and second base with one out in the bottom of the ninth inning here tonight, and Joey Wendell was batting in the Gene Segura spot in the order after Segura was ejected following his at-bat in which he struck out looking in the bottom of the seventh. Keep in mind, De La Cruz was not the runner at second. Garrett Hampson came on to pinch run for De La Cruz. He was at second. Guriel was at first. The Marlins were down by one with one out in the bottom of the ninth. The count is one and two to Joey Wendell, bottom of the ninth inning. There goes Hampson. The pitch is dribbled towards Hicks. He's got it. He's going to throw it to first. He threw it away. Hampson's going to score. Going towards third, Gurriel. He's going to try to score. He's going to score. The Marlins just walked off the Cardinals in the bottom of the ninth inning. An error from Jordan Hicks. Oh, my goodness. They've done it again. They have done it again. The Marlins win it. 10 to 9. Just when you thought you saw you saw everything, you just see everything. Unbelievable. And they actually go single RBI for Joey Wendell in the bottom of the ninth inning. Holy cow. The Marlins uh they've got a lucky horseshoe somewhere. I'm telling you what. They've really been incredible this season. The Marlins tonight with their 24th come-from-behind victory of the season, their 21st one-run victory, and their fifth walk-off win in front of this fan base here at Lone Depot Park this season. Final score, Miami 10 and St. Louis 9. For the Cardinals tonight, who fall the 35-51 and 51 this season, nine runs, 12 hits, no errors, eight men left on base. For the Marlins in their victorious effort, 10 runs, 13 hits now, no errors, and I should... Marked down the error for St. Louis. That's got to get down there. But for the Marlins, 10 runs, 13 hits, no errors, seven men left on base. The victory, when it's all said and done tonight, goes to A.J. Puck. He is 4-2 and two this season. Hicks, Jordan Hicks, the Cardinals' closer, falls to 1-5. and five. Started this ballgame at 6.40 tonight. Total game time, three hours and seven minutes in front of 9,911 at Lone Depot Park inside the air-conditioned comfort of Lone Depot Park in South Florida this evening. What a victory for the Marlins, who are now 51-37, and 37, and that is uh, now a season-high tying 14 games over 400. They were 14 games over 500, excuse me, going into their three-game series against the Atlanta Braves up at Truist Park last weekend. They dropped the... Uh, they dropped that set. They were swept there by the Braves, but now they've taken the first three against the Cardinals this week. Unbelievable. For the Miami Marlins tonight, when it was all said and done, they ended up punching out 13 Cardinals, and that means that $325 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative, the fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to, to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down a list of what Skip Schumacher had to say and get his reaction after the 10-9 win over the Cardinals. Joey Wendell had no real words to describe that ending. Maybe you do. How would you describe the ending to this ballgame? 
I, I don't know. I was just uh, it's a crazy game, um, just back and forth, uh, walks, lots of hits, um, not real clean baseball overall from either side, and but you know we got the win, so I'll take the win. How? Where does this rank as far as maybe the the wildest ending to a game that you've ever seen? Played game six of a World Series. That was kind of crazy. Like the freeze <laughs> home run was insane. Um, on the other side, on this side, coaching or managing, this is number one. Mm-hmm. I I just, you know, it, the I think um, you know the bullpen has been so good all year, and I think it's just really cool that the offense picked them up for you know because they needed it, right? I mean, they just the Cardinals just kept punching back, and um, you know we were up big early, and. Um, and then they just found a way to come back with you know a lot of walks. The, the walks really hurt us. That's, that was kind of the story of our of our of our game on the defensive or pitching side. But um, just the guys coming back against late inning leverage bullpen guys and picking up the bullpen. I mean, the crowd was going crazy, and then it went silent after the home run, and you could kind of feel it deflate a little bit. But you know, credit to the guys in the dugout. They're like, you know, let's go, let's go. We've been here before. I didn't see that happening, um, but once you get a walk, that leadoff walk, then you can kind of feel feel it going. And Dela kind of started that inning, and um, you could feel something good was going to happen. The guy's throwing 103 miles an hour. Didn't didn't know what was going to happen. Um, Hicks has been pretty good being in the closer role. So, um, but man, that was just a crazy ending. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. And just speaking of the bullpen, I, I know you've always got to play to win the game that day, but. What was maybe the level of difficulty knowing, you know, you did have to use so many arms? Well, yesterday was a really good day where we didn't have to use too many arms. And, you know, people questioned, some people questioned, I guess, of using stallings in the ninth inning. There's a reason Mm -hmm. behind it, right? So we have extra arms that we don't have to burn. Um, uh, But I didn't think that was going to happen and use, you know, six guys or whatever. We ended up using one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys. So... Um, yeah, we used everybody. Um, it feels better when you use everybody and win um, so that you can swallow that a little bit more. And, um, you know, we do have guys that have length tomorrow. It will be short probably. Um, but I think that clubhouse will tell you they feel pretty good about it. You mentioned having to use all your arms. What did you see from holding that third inning when St. Louis gets the five that basically forced you to have to go to the pen early? He just, he just is now of his command. Um, you know, he was – Scattered with his sinker, um, slider. He threw some good ones and threw some ball out of hand ones. Threw some good split changes. Then you know, ball out of hand. Um, last two starts, you just feel like he wasn't on the attack like he was maybe the first couple starts that we had him, uh, especially against like Toronto. I think uh, the, the really good start against them, just on the attack. Almost feel like he was, you know, a, a, the ninth inning type of mentality. Um, so I think we'll get back to the the drawing board and see where he's at on the on the attack mode and and not just kind of feeling for the for the pitches. The decision to have, I guess, the runner's emotion that probably helped, I guess, that final play. Yeah, they they were on their own. Uh, John Jay um, is on his own with um, unless I give him a hold, he I trust him, and you know he saw something and um, he does a lot of work, uh, you know, game planning before the games and leading up to the series and. And you're absolutely right. I mean, having those guys in motion um, was big. It was an overthrow. The guy scored from first. So, um, and, you know, Yuli's 
old, but he was moving. So not even a play at the plate. So, you know, great at bat, by the way, Yuli, another great at bat. You know, we've talked about him a lot. I know I, I keep going with him, but it's just so impressive. 103 the other way, um, you know, pretty impressive. It won't go down as a hit for Wendell, but just in general, the what's the philosophy, the runners in scoring position? You weren't here last year, but the club wasn't very good. It seems like you know, it's kind of reverse fortune, at least through however many, you know, months. Yeah, I, you know, our, our group, especially our hitting group, just preaches put the ball in play. You know, sometimes it, you know, there's value of putting the ball in play. And a lot of guys, you know, we hit we hit in double plays. So we, we get it. We, we understand where we're at. We don't love doing that either. But there's value in putting the ball in play and not punching out. And, um, you know, we have guys up and down the lineup that, you know, I think we're higher in average than most teams. Um, that's because we put the ball in play and good things happen with the new rules. And um, you don't envision this happening, obviously. Uh, you know, we had a bad PFP as well. Um, so it, this, this kind of stuff happens when you put the ball in play. And, um, you know, we're, we're on the other side of it, luckily. It'll end up just being a note in this game, but Stallings gets his first home run and it came after, right after you guys gave up for five to see him get the home run for him and also the to try to start getting things back after the game got tied. And that's exactly it. You, you you want to shut down inning if you're on the other side. We want shut down innings when we score. Um, that really kills momentum. And Stallings um, having the first home run, guys were excited. They gave him the you know no celebration kind of deal, and um, and uh, so they're pumped for him. You know he's been working hard trying to get his swing right all year, and uh, big home run. He's had some big hits lately too. He's it's looking good. So. Um, yeah, it's, it was a uh, momentum. You want to try to get the momentum back somehow, and he did that. A couple of hits, but also that great catch in the left center gap for Dane. Just how did he look out there? I think he's played eight games this year in center field, so doing that. I mean, we watched him a little bit. It's obviously just off the machine. Um, but, you know, we're watching, and we're like, this guy's a freak. I mean, that's just with the, kind of the, the tool set he has. For him to be able to do that, after pitching so many, I mean, obviously he was shagging really well when he was on the days he was pitching, um, because that's that's uh, as good of a jump and reaction. I'll have to see like the stat cast stuff, obviously, but what I don't whatever that means, he still caught the ball against the wall, crashing against the wall with guys on base. Um, he's done a lot of good things at the plate. He's taken really good at bats, going the other way, taking what the pitcher gives him. Um, so yeah, the, the the offense is really good. I mean. Brandt talks about passing the baton a lot. He actually has a baton that he passes. Um, so it's uh, the guys are buying in on this stuff, and um, it's been cool to watch uh, that, that culture um, you know, grow. All right, Yuli Gurriel came up with a big hit in the ninth. He ends up scoring the game-winning run on the arid throw from Hicks. Let's hear what Yuli had to say after the win. Where does that rank as far as wildest endings to a game that you've ever played in? Sí, en cómo terminó eso, en qué rango tú lo lo ubicas, de manera más loca de terminar un partido. Todo es increíble, verdad que que nunca había visto un juego así, verdad que todo el mundo aprende algo nuevo todos los días en el béisbol, pero bueno, gracias a Dios, ¿no? Yeah, truly, I've never seen a game uh, end like this. Uh, you learn something in baseball every day, uh, and thank goodness uh, we got the victory. Another game where you guys find a way to win. What is it about this team that you're able to keep finding ways to win? Sí, otro juego que consigue una manera de, de, de conseguir la victoria. De, que, que habla de este equipo que, que siempre busca o consigue esa forma de, de ser victorioso. Mira, esta manera de, de victoria, eh, la gente no lo verá así, pero bueno, esto vale doble. Porque es verdad que 
que ganar en, en la postrimería del partido es muy importante y este equipo lo está haciendo como si fuera normal. Creo que eso, eso es muy bueno para este equipo. Yeah, you know, when you got uh, victories like this one, you know, uh, I think it counts double. Because when you come from behind, you win at the end of the game. Games like this, actually, it shows how good, you know, the team is doing it and it's performing. How or when did you know that you were going to score from first? And just what was it like being part of that celebration once you got home? Sí, ¿en qué momento tú supiste que ibas a anotar y cómo fue esa celebración cuando llegaste a home? No, me sorprendió porque de verdad que que yo vi el tiro bien suave y lo que pude percibir era que, que, que Hanson iba a anotar. Pero cuando lo vi por arriba, de verdad que, bueno, que no lo creía, ¿no? Y, y ahí sabía que, que tenía chance de anotar. Yeah, I saw the, the throw first. Uh, it, it was low, and uh, I, I, I knew that Hanson was going to score. And then uh, I was able to perceive that it was a really high throw, and uh, she's got to go away for it. ¿Cuándo fue la última vez que corriste así tan rápido? No, no sé, no sé, le voy a preguntarle al trainer, pero yo sé que hace, hace unos días tuve la, la corrida más rápida de hace cuatro años, así que me siento muy bien por eso. Yeah, I need to ask uh, the trainers, you know, about that. I think uh, a few days ago I got my fastest uh, run in, uh, in the last four years, so doing well. And then the at-bat before, just, I mean, are you at that? speed, uh, velocity in the ball, you know, I was focused and concentrating on staying inside the ball, and uh, I was able to have success right there, and, you know, a lot of sinking ball as well that he has, so success. Twice in the last three games you've come up with one of the bigger hits late in the game, to be able to have that, the contribution out there in addition to what you've been providing inside the clubhouse and the spot starts, how, how good is that felt to be able to have some of those big contributions? The last three games have been very important, very notable in the contribution to the victory. Que, que no puede hablar de eso y de la manera que ha ayudado a contribuir también en ese, un clubhouse muy exitoso. De verdad que me siento muy contento cuando puedo eh, conectar un hit importante para el equipo y, y de verdad que, que eso me alegra, ¿no? Ya que no juego todos los días y, y me es bien difícil ¿no? estar eh, al 100%. Entonces, esto, esos hit de verdad que, que me siento muy contento por poder ayudar al equipo. It makes me very happy, you know, when I get to help the team and get those hits. Um, mostly the fact that uh, I'm not on the field all the time, so it's, it's very difficult to, you know, to, to connect those hits sometimes. But I'm very happy for, for, for being able to help the team. It's been a heck of a start for his young career, Dane Myers. I got a chance to catch up with him after the win. Hello, Kyle. Dane, it's been an incredible 48 hours for you. What do you have to say? Uh, a little lost for words. It's still surreal. Yesterday was unbelievable. Today is unbelievable. I'm just happy to be here, help the team win. Uh, the catch in the fourth inning, how did you make that catch? Good jump. Uh, I probably credit that one to JJ. Uh, Taking uh, fly balls early when I first got here had me comfortable. Go make that one.
It's something to be called up. It's another to be called up during the middle of a season, 51 wins. What's it like to be a part of this, You know, even though it's been short here? Yeah, uh, it's always been a dream of mine to join a, a winning team, a contending team. So to be here today helping this team win uh, when they're already winning feels good. I know you were on deck when that whole ordeal just happened. What's going through your mind? Uh, I was trying to lock in for my at-bat. Uh, Hicks is a good closer. Um, I'm happy we got it done, though. All right, Dan, I appreciate the time, man. Thank you very much. All right, Marlins going for the four-game sweep. It'll be a 641st pitch at Lone Depot Park, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 610. As always, let's flip the M together, Miami. It's the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.